0: Welcome to the TOVG podcast. My name is George Weedman, and in a shocking display of nonconformity, we actually will not have our usual co host, Jimmy Belikoff, on the air tonight. Uh, but we do have me and my good friends, Matt Visual, Satchel Like a Bag Drakes, and Jordan Underneath. Hey, yeah. How is, how is everybody doing on this uh, cold, lonely evening without the usual warmth and friendliness of, of our beloved Jimmy?
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> awful
2: everybody knows it's well. fine it's so lonely <laughs> is it, images, is it um, as cold everywhere else as it is here in new york it's like nine degrees i
3: think it's wow
0: <laughs> here in atlanta it's like 30 which is like oh, nine word. degrees so yeah it's pretty cold i can't stand it it's pretty rough isn't it satchel i'm very jealous of that <laughs> i
1: wouldn't know because i don't go outside <laughs>
3: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> why there is go, that Jordan. so funny yeah
0: well, you know how like sometimes you get that uh, like frosty basement <laughs> condensation out of the vents. It makes everything kind of kind sometimes. of wet and moist. <laughs> it's not it's not totally pleasant. Mm.
1: Not in the mm. summer. In the summer, yeah, it's
0: boiling hot. I don't know. This is <laughs> this is the opposite of boiling hot. It got cold in Atlanta starting yesterday, I think, and it's rough. It's rough. They're just trying to keep a brother down. It's it's tough out there, yo. <laughs> so here on the TOVG podcast, we like to talk about the weather. And we also, we do not like to talk about video games. What video games have you guys been playing?
4: Well, um, who wants to dabble would like to into go first? this? Matt, I think you should. Um, Being all commandeering like that. Well, yeah. mm well george guess what i got and naughty bear 2 no like revengeance oh, no no please don't remind me of that game oh my gosh i i swear that my hatred of that game seeped into my review and tainted it this is so oh all right anyways yeah there is a part two by the way well wait really yeah there is the trouble in paradise or something like that some I, I don't know it's the same things just more gruesome deaths but no we're not going to talk about that cuz I'm, I'm never okay. touching that game okay. um it, it's a download only thing too as well that's i got that's how you know it's good my wife got me a Wii u
2: oh my hey, god congratulations man welcome to the
4: club i, I, you're I know, gonna add I know. Me.
2: you're going to have to add me on the network
4: yes it oh my gosh i i have an xbox one you know and i want to get all the cool. systems eventually so it, it it's Man, the games on here are just just fun. What, what'd you get? 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 You know yeah. what I got. You, I know you, you got know Smash, what but
0: what else did you get? Oh, Dude, well, did I you got find the a
2: GameCube adapter, a GameCube controller adapter for that? No, I've been waiting forever. It's sold now out. Now I get
0: to be that guy. I have one. I ordered an eighty dollar oh, bundle yeah. from GameStop. <laughs> Lucky <laughs> you. <laughs> I
2: mean, in comparison to what they're going for right now, that's actually not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's, some it's the same. Going up as of today.
0: Oh good. It they they need a this market needs a kick in its pants. Um there's <laughs> The, the GameCube controllers are like $30 each right and the adapter is 20 so the bundle was two GameCube adapters or two GameCube controllers plus an adapter and one of my GameCube controllers I don't know if Matt just sneakily replaced one of my beautiful oh, pristine oh, classic oh, GameCube oh, controllers with some gimpy trash he brought over oh some night God. but <laughs> one of my controllers it's uh, buttons are starting to lose some of their springiness so I was like eh, I, I was going to order one eventually anyway so I just decided Decided to like splurge for the bundle and order two. There Plus I get the adapter I was going to want anyway. Friendships <laughs> so, end like this. You know that, George. <laughs> no, you, you know that, George. This, this is the beautiful competition that keeps Saturday Night Smash going. <laughs> oh, but it's sad though. There won't be two of those this month because of traveling plans. Right. I, have. I have
4: time to practice, man. Oh practice my, my smash.
0: Oh so, my God. Ooh, when we have so next time, time when again. you
4: come over, it's going to be rough. Oh, it's going to be rough, man. Casey's going to be like oh my gosh. what Casey
0: <laughs> He's not going to know what we've been doing, because th- that'll be after MAGFest, and I want to practice for MAGFest, and when I get to MAGFest, I'm going to be playing with, like, the pros. Okay, you're, you're going
2: to answer a competition while you're there?
0: I, I would like to, and I, mean, I know I'm going to get my ass kicked, but I'm going to learn a lot about, about Smash while I'm in the process of getting my ass kicked, and I'm going to come <laughs> back to my regular local Saturday night Smash nights, <laughs> more powerful than ever.
2: Yeah, with, that's great. With, who, who are you it, maining right now? Who are both you maining right now?
0: I switch between Lucina, Zero Suit Samus, Toon Link, and Pac-Man. Okay. Depending on who I'm up against. Yeah, that's crazy variety, dude. That's cool. cool. Yeah, well, I haven't, like, I think I'm, I, I don't know. It just really depends on which player I'm playing against depends on which character I get the best results in. So I haven't, like, fully understand it. I'm, I started getting into the perfect pivots the other night, and um, I actually changed my control scheme to something weird. <laughs> no more up-jumping. <laughs> Um, R is now grab instead of Z, and C, the C stick is now, um, regular attacks instead of smash attacks because that's what you can um, cancel perfect pivots with uh, fairly well without having to commit yourself to a longer animation move like a smash attack. So you kind of like flick the stick back and forth to perfect pivot while also leaning towards a certain direction so that you can move while perfect pivoting. And, you know, like in wave dashing, the the thing is you can um, have more control over your movement and you also have a few of its ability frames while you're doing it. And Smash 4, when you're perfect perfect pivoting, the um, input is less complicated, but it's still complicated like your fingers are still doing some crazy ass movements when you're on um, <laughs> when you're getting into the like the technical high level play move sure. of, of smash i'm falling in love with it by the way like i love this it game sounds so like much. It.
2: yeah it's great it's a great game
0: like the last time Matt was playing it, like he was, <laughs> he was in the zone. <laughs> I was in the
4: zone, dude. I, oh, do,
0: do you do you guys couch play together often?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's every a, week. A bunch of
4: guys come over and we just kind of play for for hours, really. And it's just it's just totally fun. We're like totally in it. Doesn't matter win or lose. Except for except for George. George likes to win. No, no. I,
0: I, <laughs> I play to have fun
4: and teach you guys how to play. <laughs> right dude there, there's a lot of smack talking and you know it's like me you know that we have we have a few people who are trying to learn the game so it it, it keeps competitions up there you know and I don't know. It's it's definitely well, a learning experience. It makes you better at the game when you have a couple of people just to kind of smash at every every once in a while and it always ends up at these w- 1v1 battles. Sometimes yeah. people come back and it's that's just what, like, "Oh, that's so what good. the 7 to 8 player mode is good at because
0: it always like filters down to the last two players who are really good who can still have their 1v1 definitely. while everyone else still has their fun with them on the way there." Definitely.
2: Oh, I'm learning, so I'm slowly good. learning the art of staying out of the way. Like, when there's a lot going <laughs> yes. on on screen, I'm starting to realize that contributes greatly to survivability.
0: I'm just surprised that, like, <laughs> like an 8-player Smash MASH is a clusterfuck, but it is surprisingly less of a clusterfuck than I was actually expecting it to be. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Everyone kind of divides themselves either into their own little battles, or right. they, like, kind of prioritize themselves... <laughs> away from the mayhem and their efforts to, like you said, stay out of the way of, of the mo- <gasps> biggest danger zone. So I'm getting excited and you can tell because I'm hiccuping. It's not like
4: 3D Mar. Mar- well, Super Mario, Mario 3D, 3D World. World. Yeah. It's so it's so complicated. Yeah. With, with four people? Oh my goodness. It's, it's a clusterfuck. And
0: that's what I'm noticing about a lot of these Nintendo local online multiplayer games. Like it is a clusterfuck the way that only Nintendo knows how to make clusterfucks. Yeah. What helps is having
2: a personal vendetta. Then you sort of just hone in on yeah, the Matt. one or two people that you want to kind of take out. <laughs> I have my own personal things when when it's even when it's just four people.
0: But there's Matt's definitely... not bad either. Oh no, no, go ahead. Matt's not bad either. Like that was his. It was his second time playing. Last time I had a bunch of guys over for Smash, and he was he was still like winning every now and then. You know what? Right. It is that turns it into a clusterfuck.
1: Is mm. just the fact that it's flat. Because, I mean, yeah, like, compare, like, like a flat 3D plane. World with four people to New Super like Mario Bros. Wii. with four people. Well, even right. just, like, a flat platformer. It's like, you I, you cannot play New Super Mario Bros. Wii with four people. You just, like, bounce off each other. Because it's a clusterfuck. Right. Yeah. But what,
2: what's interesting is, like, my, at least what I found and what uh, what uh, a couple of my friends kind of agreed with, with me on was when you first start playing that way, your knee-jerk reaction is to just hit everything because there's always something to hit so you just hit it and you actually end up dying the most that way like it it didn't get better until we all sort of like focused on like particular bouts with particular people but when there's people all around all the time you just want to like land percentages on people
0: yeah and and on -on one-on-ones it's like extremely tempting to always just attack in the direction of your enemy but on -on one-on-ones like there's actually a kind of rock paper shotgun balance at play where shields beat attacks but grabs beat shields and attacks beat grabs you're right yeah and, and all of those moves, like, you wouldn't expect it, because you don't really, like, commit to any one of them, except the grab. I guess the grab is everyone's slowest um, output. But it's yeah. still, when you're, like, locked... <laughs> like, you can tell. If, if you're, like, locked in that kind of engagement where you and the enemy are just kind of, like, rolling across the stage with your shield on, you can just grab them out of it easily. If you're playing, like, someone Lucina with a faster grab, you can just walk into them in the middle of their roll and grab them out of it. And then, um like with the character like pac-man you all of a sudden can make a zone of control with the fire hydrant and his projectiles mm. it's like a lot of fun and um end up kind of prioritizing shielding and attacking over grabbing with that guy
4: and i i just uh i, I like it
0: <laughs> it got quiet it's
4: To answer your question, Sasha, maining characters, at first I was maining Ganondorf because I just loved Ganondorf ever since he was introduced. I just loved the the attacks of it. It's like a a slower um, Captain Falcon. But then um, I bought the game and I played him in Super Smash. Of course, I played at George's place. I realized he was very slow compared to the other characters and how other characters can kind of beat him if they know what they're doing. And I'm just like, ah, oh, man, heavy characters are just not favored in the Wii U version, I I feel. I've seen some good online
0: Bowsers.
1: Yeah, I actually think seen... Bowser's easier to play as in the new one than he was in Brawl. Because mm. I could not beat anyone with him in Brawl, but I can in the new one. I
0: see people bust out
2: uh, Bowser a lot more now, online anyway. Yeah.
4: Um, Have you tried playing online yet, Matt? No, I've I've been trying to find my character. I've been messing around with Zero Suit Samus. Um, I mess with cool. her on 3ds a lot, and I just really like the the move set. It has like a lot of my favorite move sets, especially because I like Ganondorf. It kind of has some of that, and then of course uh-huh. that that long grab is always nice. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I always like I was I I want to be able to do the you know get up on the stage play you ever seen the pro players how they like you know they kind of work around just trying to get back on the stage without getting hit off again and it's just Mm -hmm. amazing to watch and so i kind of want to work on that and man um having that long grab is always really cool to see let's see um i'm looking at the tier list now
0: Sheik is actually number one Right now, it used to be Diddy yeah. Kong for a while, but I think people are finally figuring out a lot of the the deeper, darker tricks of this game. Yeah, I've been getting wrecked by
2: Sheik, like people just doing crazy things that I just haven't seen. I have no idea how they're doing it.
0: Yeah, I can't believe Link is so high on this list. Like my whole life, no is one has really? ever wanted to play Link. Yeah, I've, he's I've higher been, than Toon Link. I've, been, and I've always
2: had better uh, luck with Toon Link. I've been maining Link since the beginning. Me too, I, 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 I and really and everyone
0: laughed at me, but now now I'm gonna get to laugh at them. I
4: I, I feel like I'm gonna be that guy who like plays like that heavy character, like King DDD or, or Ganondorf, and just like win a tournament with like a heavy character. With I've all seen, these unfavored matches, I've like, seen yeah, some some bad DDDs <laughs> online as well. Yeah. I, I
0: Anyways, like it's, it's, um, oh my gosh, I love I heavy guess, characters. I really like so. Heavy characters. So, have you had the 3DS version this whole time, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since okay, the beginning, okay. first day. Well, never mind. I I didn't know that. I, I guess that explains why you weren't like terrible when Whoa. when you came over and started playing. <laughs>
2: I I never got that. Does that uh, not mean I never got that? I mean, I never understood it, but never got. I never picked it up. Is uh, does that run at sixty frames per second? Like, is that like a? Yeah. Is it like a solid like port of that?
4: It, it is a pretty solid port, yeah. That's cool. it, it, and it runs in 60, which is you know it's like weird for like a little a little console like this to, to run in 60. But yeah, it runs in 60, and um, it it's pretty solid. It has more to do with the controls, and if you're playing on a a smaller DS, I, I don't know, like you know, some people will be okay with it, but definitely of right. XL would probably be better. You will excel. Okay. Yeah, I was we- I was weary
2: cuz I I love Street Fighter and I have the hardest time with every Street Fighter portable except Street Fighter Alpha 3 on Game Boy Advance. Like I have these Ooh. cartoon hands, so like when I play any handheld <laughs> like after about 15 minutes fingers. god damn it George, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like these huge like i have these big hands so like when i play anything it's like i'm like clawing the system and 15 minutes in like I, my my hands get super tired but that that that's cool that there's a there's a legitimate contender on 3DS
4: yeah you you feel like you're going to break the 3DS though i don't am not going <laughs> to I'm not going <laughs> so, <laughs> People people were perfect parrying on the three D
0: S version. Like when you look it up, they show you GIF examples of of it uh, on the three D S and I just can't help but yeah, like imagine the three D S being violently shaken while it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you really have to flick hard. Yeah, you, you do. have to flick yourself hard. Yeah. Um, yep. Anyways, anyways, what <laughs> other games did you get for your fancy new Wii U? Matt Visual. I, 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 I,
4: <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm starting off with. I got an extra controller. Um and I got a um I got what the bundle. Kind of the yeah, what kind bundle. of controller?
2: That's a question There are like now. three different kinds Yeah.
4: Oh, <laughs> no no, I got the a pad. I I feel like I needed at least one of every okay, controller. controller. Nice. I'm going to yeah. go back and get some uh you know Wii U Plus one so I can play some Wii games cuz I'm going to yeah. do a bat log I haven't played any Wii games at all except nope. for my you know at my friend's place. I I can't wait to Xenoblade. Oh, same. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: um, But yeah, I also ordered some refurbished Wiimote nunchuck combos from Nintendo that apparently aren't going to arrive until the middle of next week where I'm going to be thousands of miles away visiting relatives. God, I don't... Duh. But the GameCube adapter <laughs> arrived from GameStop in like three days. I also ordered a LAN adapter and Wiimotes on the same day, which apparently take a week and a half for some reason. And also, Matt, let me know how, um, how much luck you have with NetCode on oh, um, that because yeah I've had
4: some really like it, it's been very hit or miss for me and you've been using the Wi-Fi right I feel like I have to right. buy that adapter because I yeah, just, I think I just do. Not, I'm not into Wi-Fi gaming this is not me no one should be no one should have to game on Wi-Fi
0: it should be a human right to, to have a wired connection to play your games on yes a, a United Nations human right anyways <laughs> so okay I, I, I don't think any game other than smash
4: oh yeah yeah 3 3D world and uh, online tight. um yeah, nintendo world i got that bundle that came with it oh right, nintendo tight. land yeah. you mean nintendo land yeah <laughs> A world and land <laughs> i got we got 3D land and i also nintendo got for world. 3ds yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. no nintendo land is what came with yeah that's all i got so far the
4: next thing is mario kart yeah i got to get um Nintendo. Uh, now, now I'm confusing my own stuff. I want to get uh, Mario Kart Eight. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to. I want to get a, a lot of the classics. I, I definitely want to pick up m- maybe the Booty mm. Game.
0: Yeah, I could actually lend you my copy because I don't, don't have a feeling I'm going to want to play through nice. it a lot when I'm done with my second playthrough. But um, the Booty Game for free. Yeah, you can finally <laughs> know booty. what that's like. Um, that but happening? have you tried Nintendo Land
4: yet? Oh, uh, no, I haven't. I'm going to try it, it tonight. It is
0: surprisingly good. Do you have yeah. Wiimotes? Wiimotes. No, no, I don't. Okay, that's the ticket. Um, Try to save your first time for when you have Wiimotes lying around. Because, um, like, in terms of, like, cheap bundle-in minigame collections, this is, like, the best. <laughs> yeah. This is a top-tier minigame the Zelda collection. Zelda
2: Adventure is so much fun, especially the only
0: friends. The only problem is you need Wiimotes. Mm. Yeah. And that really bummed me out when I first started out for the first time, because it was me and one other person, and there are a lot of games in there that are fun with just two people. But um uh you need Wii <laughs> Like I had a pro controller and a gamepad, like like I should, because it's a Wii U and they don't make Wiimotes for Wii U. It's a Wii One thing. But this is a game that just wants you to have lots of Wiimotes lying around.
4: Like people
0: actually do, which is weird. Yeah, well, they yeah. were it was an insanely popular console, so I guess they were kind of banking on that. They were banking on a lot of things. It's like funny actually having a Wii U has uh has reified a lot of the kind of abstract people, <laughs> abstract things people say about Nintendo like hating money and not doing well because it's like clear that um like like the the wishy-washiness of how they wanted to market to more hardcore customers but also make a sequel to the Wii that was not named the Wii 2 and instead the Wii U, which was like a really, really damning marketing decision because yeah. they're, they're like the pack-in game wants you to have old Wii hardware lying around, and I did not. I, I was not one of those customers, and so that was that was a weird experience that that made that how was real
4: that, like puzzle game.
0: Is it Donkey Kong? Is that what it is? There's there's a really cool Donkey Kong one where you rotate yeah, um, that. the gamepad to tilt a little cart through an obstacle course. Yeah it's 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 fun it uh requires a lot of um, kind of tactile coordination that games don't often like holding it's it's like playing twister. You have to hold something in a certain position that you might forget about a few seconds later when something else is demanding your attention. mm. There's a insanely fun Luigi's Mansion one that's a lot of fun with four people where the person who has the game pad plays as a ghost who has to sneak up on and spook uh the other players who are oh. walking around on the main screen with uh oh, their Wiimote wow. controllers so much
2: fun mhm
0: and the f zero one is insanely fun. You steer your car with the uh motion tracking and the game pad. And unlike every other game that has tried to do steering with with motion controls, it actually works for some reason in this one. <laughs> Animal and Crossing is also great. Let's see. I'm trying to remember how that one works. It's That's the candy one where you're collecting? collecting the canning. Yeah. 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 You're, you're going to have a lot of fun with it.
4: Nintendo Land is, is surprisingly good quality. So it's better than um, the Wii Sports that they had for the Wii back in the day. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed bowling with a friend. My, my friend was like, yo, you gotta come over, man. We gotta play some Wii Bowling. I'm like, alright,
3: alright.
4: Like, like It's it. not only a proof of concept,
0: it's also like kind of fun. Like, Instead of, I guess, showing that the motion controls can activate a thing on the screen, you actually are being given layers of extra controls and extra gameplay functions that a lot of real Wii U games don't actually do that often. I would mm-hmm. recommend downloading the demo for Zombie U to see what that's like, to see what a game I built from the ground up, specifically for the Wii U is like because not a lot of games it's really sad, not a lot of
4: games play like that, I and mean, it's an experience you can only get on this console and I yeah. really like the gamepad, like I said over your house mm-hmm. i i not just I don't just know. let me know
0: though in a few weeks after a few hours, you might notice your uh it, it your hands cramp up with it <laughs> at least mine do I don't know if that means I have cartoon hands or not I haven't had that problem <laughs> with
4: literally <laughs> any other controller. But uh,
3: I, I just do with go the back game to the pad.
4: 80s and all the Bugs Bunny cartoons, and they're like flapping all over the place. That's yeah, all my hands are
2: actually presented in Technicolor. Um...
4: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: So, so we're stepping up there. Do you have like giant puffy gloves that you can't <laughs> yes, take that's off? Right. Yes. 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 That's exactly. <laughs> <what I see. laughs> Four fingered, giant puffy, yes. white gloves. They're oh, actually a part of gosh. my body. There are extra nerves in there. <laughs> Wow man. Oh man, that's yeah. I imagine that makes things awfully interesting for Miss Satchel Drakes.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway
0: <laughs> Jordan, what have you been playing?
1: Oh um a lot of horror games like <laughs> for the past month Is this
2: a bit or is this for real? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: No for real. <laughs> um so like my channel's been dead for a while and this month i've been like trying to make a huge effort to make a comeback video um so that i can (laughs) like consistently stay back but the comeback video obviously takes more than a week of work um and originally that comeback video was going to be five nights at freddy's which i had scrapped previously already so it turned into this giant video covering like the first game and the sequel um but now it's just evolved into this like giant giant video that pretty much covers every horror game i missed last year
0: that's funny because i i got a shitload of horror games from fans over christmas (laughs) yeah i'm like feeling it i i got um it's yeah it's it's like a renaissance (laughs) evil within outlast and alien isolation within like three days of each other and I, I kind of wanted to make a video that was just called like "Holy Shit Holiday Horror" or something like that, because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really appreciating how we're having a lot of horror games come out now. Whereas like three years ago, it was almost a dead do- genre. Yeah,
1: I, and, I originally, I guess, like... I
0: guess, PewDiePie is partially to blame, <laughs> but I'm not
4: complaining. Yeah, cebros.
1: I think the uh, the last one I played and it's not really a horror game but I, I it's included in the video was uh The Vanishing of Ethan Carter.
0: Yeah, yeah, that kind of uh yeah, but mm, not really uh, a horror game but it It's still a gruesome gory murder mystery. It's a murder mystery, it's it's a lot of different things. I really enjoyed that actually. I'm I'm glad you got a chance to play it. What do you think of it? Um I liked it. I mean, I I didn't like like it. It
1: I this might sound weird, but I actually I think I actually liked Among the Sleep more than The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. I haven't done that one. It's kind of I like on the it. same level, except Ethan Carter is more polished,
0: but I don't know. And that's that's what's, what was amazing me about Ethan Carter. Like, it was some next-gen shit. Oh,
1: it was like photorealistic. <laughs> like like
0: very very high fidelity unreal
3: Engine aside from
1: maybe the, the teaser for silent hills that's
0: and maybe alien isolation that is like the oh, prettiest yeah. game i can't wait to try alien isolation and people say it's optimized really well for for how good it looks which is um which i can't wait to experience because i've been playing the evil within <laughs> which runs like ass on my computer for some reason aren't you working like, on a review of that um i i think i might be i think i want to go through with there it, because it's really really interesting how throughout the entirety of this game i can't decide if it's a good game or not um matt did you play it i
4: think i think you did you do a review of evil within no i um uh, i think who, who me and someone else told you was it me and jimmy that told you we played the first bit no 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 it was me and randy we were talking Randy, about Randy it Randy was the show. one who did
0: the review of
4: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was saying I played the first hour and I, uh, first hour of it. and I, I just didn't like it. I just, it just something about it was just very dead to me. Didn't it? Didn't, and, it didn't scream? First, it didn't scream play me. You know,
3: it was just <laughs> the kind first of like, hour oh, you're is here. really uh, really bad. There it has were a lot one of, like, of the interesting
1: worst. opinions about that game around the internet. Like Cat Icarus and- loved it. Uh, Yahtzee hated it. He thought it was dull. It,
0: that's what I. Wa- that's why I kind of want to do a review about it because the whole while I seriously cannot tell if it's a good game or not. Like I'm really liking the level design. I'm really liking the combat. I'm really liking some of the set pieces and the spooks and the scares and the jumps, and and I also just um kind of. I, I want to like it, but the the interface that you share with your character, like the default analog sensitivity they have set up for you is like so incredibly slow. You cannot aim or look at anything in time and, and it desperately needs a camera reset button. Thankfully, I have not been having to play it on the um like two by 23 or whatever cinematic aspect ratio that no other pieces of media use that for some reason they wanted to in this game because... In the PC version, you can turn that off and also up the frame rate to 60. But for some reason, it performs like ass on my computer when I have the frame rate set to 60. And when I set it to 30, like I do get a lower average frame rate, but I also get a higher minimum frame rate. Like, it's so weird. There's the, the engine is terrible. It's um it's it tech five. It's it's the rage, the rage engine, which was built to maintain 60 frames per second in complicated, large outdoor areas where All of the texture files in the level are kind of baked into one mega texture for optimization purposes, but also cuts down on the amount of interactivity you have within a level and how many, I guess, moving parts and destructibles can be around. And it's the kind of engine that would be really great for a driving game or a sandbox game but it keeps getting used for these extremely tight corridor rich genres like first person shooters and and now in this case a horror game like granted the camera is a bit farther away from these textures than it um than in those other games cuz that was a big problem you had in Wolfenstein and Rage was things looked great from a distance but awful up close which is funny cuz since it's a first person perspective your face is always in front of something I, I, a lot of weird decisions going on in this game mm. like like it, it very strangely rides the line between being awesome and being
4: janky as hell man sounds pretty mediocre ish
0: i don't know but it's but it's so fun <laughs> mm. like has anyone else in here played it it's kind no,
1: of the sorry. one uh big horror game that i didn't include in the video yeah. and i, I formally apologize for that
0: in the video it wasn't reviewed very highly and and i can kind of sort of see why Well, even so but it was it, like one of the
1: biggest horror games to come out that year
0: yeah it it seems like it's some cutting edge high-tech thing but it's like a nostalgic throwback to a 10 year old resident evil 4 game <laughs> which is like funny because resident evil 4 is 10 years old now and um like, this is what 10 years of progress looks like. I mean, I get that it's a throwback, but they also clearly put a lot of money into the technology and marketing of it. So uh, I don't it's such a weird example of, of 2014 in gaming. I um really like the combat. Like, I freaking love every chance I get to, to shoot some zombie bad guys in this game. It takes three headshots to down one of them at the default level of the pistol that they set you out with and you can only hold, I think, 10 bullets total, which means you are only at any given time guaranteed to kill three enemies when your usual mob of them has at least four of them coming after you. So just like in Resident Evil 4, the combat is less about survival and killing bad guys, and it is about um, conserving ammo and like killing them in creative, unpredictable ways. Like Every map is full of tricks and traps that you can lead them into, and your arsenal has a lot of um, kind of indirect or complicated combat functions. Like, you have flash grenades you can slap onto a crossbow and timed explosives and grenades more than you do just straight-up bullets that you shoot them with. So, I I love it. I love how a lot of the levels are very, very circularly designed. They loop around a central perimeter that you can chase these zombies into traps around as you go around. And I just have found it very hard to keep going though because the story and the aesthetics are so mediocre that they don't evoke I guess as much campy schlocky fun as the combat might Mm. I don't know like I kind of wanted to try it out later on this year but then again I recommend yeah. it actually really? which feels weird to say yeah cuz um I I don't like as a big fan of Resident Evil 4 I guess it's kind of interesting to see like mikami try to do it again that's the and only how, reason um, I really
1: want to play it is cuz people keep
0: comparing it to 4 well it, it totally like deserved. like I think it was uh, I don't know like I guess we have a case here of like Bethesda buying up a classic beloved Japanese developer and then telling him to make to like creatively limit himself to what he's famous for. Cause it's like, like you can still see some love put into it, but you can also see some kind of like cinematic by the numbers, big budget gaming, um, very rote features. Like a lot of times you have your, your control of the character is taken from you as you're slipping and sliding through some kind of cinematic set piece where the control scheme completely changes. A lot of times you find yourself walking at weird speeds you've never walked before, and and the camera like zooming in at a very weird narrow FOV super close to <laughs> your guy's shoulders like it doesn't in the rest of the game's default control scheme there's there's a very strange crafting system a very unbalanced upgrading system but i mean like i just don't know if i can bring myself to hate it though because deep down inside like the very core of the game the combat and the level design i am thoroughly enjoying
1: yeah there were it's it's interesting because Everyone, like, from the beginning of 2014, everyone thought that would be the biggest horror game, you know? Oh, and I
0: was really looking forward to it. I sent two review requests that I did not get. We got
1: a lot of stuff, though. I mean, like, there were a bunch of, uh, uh what are they called? Um, basically, pre-release alpha horror games that came out last year that are pretty freaking golden, and I wanted to cover them, but I don't like doing uh games that aren't finished, so...
0: Early access yeah, stuff. Early access, yeah, I it's, think of it's that. a quandary. I
1: was watching your video on that the other day. I don't know why it's... I never saw that. That was a good video.
0: Thanks. I I don't like the shirt I was wearing <laughs> in it though, but I don't like a lot of things about my videos, but that's okay. That's the one um, thing you notice. <laughs> have you tried the forest?
1: That's another one I didn't really play, but I know oh. I
0: know a lot about it. Um, yeah, I watched a two best friends playthrough of it, and it looked way way more interesting than the Steam page <laughs> made it look. <laughs> Yeah, That's... there was something just really maybe it's because I only ever saw it in
1: like basically pre-alpha. I don't yeah, know if so it's finished now, but yeah. I just don't get Not that yet. interested.
0: It 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 from from what I gather on the Steam page, like the impression I got was something that looked a whole lot like other survival games that are going to forever be in early access that kind of procedurally generate a weird looking, surreal looking um kind of geometry for for very rote by the numbers survival gameplay but um from what I saw of, of the two best friends play through it looked like the movement and combat system was actually a whole lot more tighter than than I guess I was able to tell from still screenshots like it, it almost looked like condemned kind of like in terms of how like fast and solid your, your moves were were hitting this stuff in front of you yeah um Satchel, what have you been up to? Hey.
2: Um, lately, I've been... So you mean like with games or like
0: everything? Or, I, I don't, <laughs> don't just, What, do you, what <laughs> do you want to talk about, man? All right, cool. Well,
2: on the games front, I've been playing a lot of Monument Valley. Um, Ooh, yeah,
0: that won a lot of rewards. I didn't dude. know anything about it until it won a lot of rewards either. Yeah, it I, I,
2: it is, it's, a, it's great. <laughs> I, I saw it on the App Store a while back, and I had sort of been holding on to it, and... Um, I finally got a chance to get around and playing it. It's okay, so I wouldn't compare it. I wouldn't compare it to anything. It's 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 very difficult to um but uh, in a very similar dance of mechanics to Fez, you're you're essentially still rotating planes and manipulating a an eerie kind of labyrinthian perspective of your landscape to progress. So you guys have probably seen screenshots. It's beautiful, right? They they both mm-hmm. share They both share an intriguing character in how puzzles are presented to the player. Um, But rather than it being sort of like a platformer, like Fez might be, uh, it's puzzles present near perfect information as the player uh, always has a bird's eye view of their level, uh, which at first glance always seems impossible to solve. Right. So um, you definitely kind of throw it into a puzzle game uh, because it kind of falls into the, It's done in the style of uh mc escher like the father of tessellations right so you see a lot Mm -hmm. of things that aren't as they are at face value and it's not until you start tinkering and experimenting uh that opportunities to progress are sort of revealed like doors or switches and things like that it's it's a game that encourages curiosity and leaves like all the tool tips and stuff at home like there's none of that it just kind of leaves you on your own to figure things out and For me, I've really been enjoying it because... Doing something that like that, or at least building something like that, requires such an impressive grasp of uh, game design and end user prediction, like predicting what they might do and what they might not do. That, uh, like a user experience guy <laughs> like myself, that's a doozy. Uh, I would dream to have an ability like that when I'm like building an <laughs> app or something like that to be able to just figure out. So I couldn't imagine yeah. just what the user testing was like for. Like the for only guaranteed like this, way but.
0: to know is like extensive, like like that was what Valve was really good at was was like parsing the data of lots and lots and lots of play testing definitely
2: so that that's what i've been playing it's been a lot of fun um as far as other things i've been re-watching parks and recreation um i don't they've been getting a lot of press because uh i think the i think they're on their last season or whatever um but uh i, I started watching and never finished it I, i've been enjoying that a great deal the writing is so good it's just filled with. I don't. Know, have any of you guys seen it at all?
4: Yeah, I, I've. Ooh. I've been. I know everyone's to watching away.
3: it. <laughs> okay,
2: cool. Yeah, it's just. Essentially, it's just filled with the cast of characters I would genuinely like to hang out with. Crush on Aubrey <laughs> Plaza aside, Ron Swanson is the man. Um, <laughs> uh, but otherwise, um, I've been. My time's been occupied following a lot of CES. Am I the only one who's been
4: following CES pretty closely
2: this year?
0: I, th- I think so. I don't. I only know what video games
4: are. I I, I follow it uh, quite a bit to see what's new coming out. Cool, oh, it's always yeah. wilding me, uh, especially uh, last time when they showed the ultra wide. It's just like, oh man, I want the ultra wide for my so I can edit.
2: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> oh, I yeah, I, I, so I totally bad. hear you. Actually, I saw. Okay, so Samsung and LG are both sort of in competition for pioneering a a gamer facing curved uh led monitor <laughs> that um, sounds
0: fucking awesome actually it's
2: actually i've tried it out i've tried the lg one actually it's about the width the resolution is about the width of two any two 1080 1080p displays and it is perfect like it, it's contoured perfectly for i don't know what would you call it like the access you would swing your neck on to see things from the left and from the right and i've tried doing a little bit of work on it and i absolutely love it it's definitely like The solution that we've wanted to desiring more screen real estate without buying a second monitor to deal with. Right. Um, um, So the curve, as far as curved TVs are concerned, I don't have faith in it because um, technologically, it's, it's not practical at the distance that you're sitting from the television. If anything, you're just getting an aberrated image when you sit like you have to sit like in this sweet spot distance from the TV to really like reap the benefits of a curved display. But when you're right in front of it, similar to the ratio where when you're sitting in an IMAX theater, it's a lot better. Um, and of course there's been a bunch of other like announcements. This has sort of been like the year of the, is it all right that I'm going on this tangent like this? <laughs> no, it's totally <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. All right, totally cool. yeah. Um, th- so th- this year has essentially been, coined as the year of the gadget like gadgets are back like all these things that you thought were miscellaneous that kind of help you with your everyday life it it used to exist back in 2006 um back when and a lot of it just has to do with the fact that there was a time when like microsoft dominated like the market of consumer electronics and it was very easy for like gadgets and smart home appliance things to 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 uh to have to be a contender in like market share because everybody knew that someone owned some sort of Microsoft product that and people had multiple Microsoft products that were kind of talking to each other. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But the the moment the iPhone came out that disrupted everything and it it made it very comp it, it made it very risky for someone to put out an interesting gadget that did an interesting thing because um, there's a lot of overhead in in getting it to play with the things that you own already. You know what I mean? Like, like for, so what we're kind of back in that spot now where a lot of people, they either have an Android device or they have an iPhone and both Android and iOS are talking with our computers and they're talking with our televisions. And because of that, you find things like um, one thing they announced was a Band Aid that, it's a smart band-aid the battery lasts 24 hours you put it on your kid right when they're sick and it constantly sends push notifications to your phone um uh letting you know your kid's temperature and if it jumps significantly or whatever for me that's not something i would personally pick up but you're seeing more things like this and along the some of the some of the larger contenders are nvidia is developing like self-parking car technology that looks amazing and actually works and I love um, how you
1: legitimately
2: follow like just gadgets in general. What? It's like such a such thing to do. Th- <laughs> it's it's there's so many cool things right now. Things that hopefully will will have more realistic adoption rates. Maybe like seven years from now. Uh, WebOS more than a smart band aid. Right. Yeah. More <laughs> than a smart. More than a smart band aid. But. With with the right place with the right price, something like that can become commonplace, <laughs> depending on the need and also the neuroticism of the parent. Um, a lot of yeah, was a lot of a lot of smartwatches. Although a lot of people are waiting to see what Apple does. Connected home appliances and stuff. Um, the the coolest thing that I'm seeing is a return to like, well, yeah. The coolest thing I'm seeing, the most interesting thing I'm seeing, rather not something I'm I'm necessarily excited about is. Uh, a return to like hi-fi like there's been a lot of stuff like sony and this new company called pono are like releasing these music players made for like high fidelity like playback of audio and things like that there are these noise canceling headphones uh that Philips is putting out that have a, a built-in digital audio converter and it's also and and None of it's powered by a battery. Instead, it just uses a lightning cable, and there are headphones using like micro USBs that you can plug your Android device as well. And like, I, I think that the music is really interesting. Um, I'm, I'm skeptical of the adoption though, just because there's such a strong cultural like counter enthusiasm to like audiophilia. I, like the moment yeah, you mentioned flat or it anything like, like we're that,
0: getting. It sounds like we're getting into that really, really subjective, hard to quantify audiophile type right. Uh, right material.
2: And but what I guess what I'm enjoying is that there's a strong argument being made because I always I, I guess I always personally found it ironic that oftentimes the same com- the same community that's willing to dig a grave and die on the hill of refresh rates and frame rates like completely pulls out the joe the plumber excuse I, what i have is good enough like i just need these turtle beach headphones right. like they completely shun audio and having really good sound oh, and just using the dac turtle that comes beach. on their motherboard
0: which intel does no. not <laughs> care about at all because because you can actually like measure the amount of frames with numbers and math. yeah there's and a stuff. community
2: of people that are saying that people who are enthusiastic about frames for eight are just as crazy, and that the placebo is just as applicable with sixty frames per second, which you and I know aren't true. But but there are definitely compelling arguments that corporations feel they need to say, saying that like it's it's the, never... it's the equivalent of three three. Okay, so an MP three is essentially the equivalent of like twenty four frames per second, where it's this adopted thing, and you can say like you can say that twenty four frames per second flies to the average person and they will agree with you but if you're that's what
0: movies run at right right
2: that's what movies run at and that's sort of been like yeah. the argument for like people who work at x for people who work at microsoft and sony <laughs> stating that
0: who need to like justify right like this the low is
2: 540p upscale to 1080p at 24 frames per second and it's good enough and there's a large the majority of people will say yeah it is it's fine but we know it's not and in that same regard There's a community of people that feel the same way about audio, and I think that it's worth a shot. And I think that bringing this kind of stuff to the front for people to A-B for themselves, like making it accessible to a point where they can A-B in a more commonplace setting is helpful. They can still ultimately decide. It's not a matter of evangelism and beating people over the head, and you're less of a person because you don't appreciate this fidelity of audio. But it's nice that it's there. And I guess that's sort of been what's interesting. I,
4: I, I've i been liking this year. A lot of things have been coming back. And and I definitely think audio is one of them. Like I, a lot of people have noticed that, you know, their turtle beaches that they spend so much money on aren't as good anymore. Like when they, you know, when they, they meet an audiophile and they put on something that's just like $100, like so much cheaper than what they have on. Right. Because I was one of those guys. And then i put on the headphones and i'm like oh oh my god what That's is what this this is way sound better like. <laughs> than my surround sound headset you know and it, it's it, it comes back it's the same thing with a uh, flight sticks you know like no one cared about flight sticks as soon as uh, star citizen and um, um elite dangerous came out oh my gosh flight sticks were sold out on amazon in the i'm UK actually and looking US. forward
0: to that i'm i am looking forward to the resurgence of of simulator peripherals with the uh with the, the release of consumer level mm-hmm. vr headsets they, that's yeah. I, I think that's gonna be cool they didn't know yeah. that
4: they wanted it now they it want is. it
2: no it's dope my uh my friend john he has a uh so he he has he has a dev kit uh, an Oculus Rift dev Ooh. kit and he has this mm-hmm. first person like spaceship simulator thing yeah and you sit in this cockpit and you look to the left and right and it has like three different like of those like Jarvis uh uh Iron Man you know kind of like uh um displays on them and they're all interactive and he has like a flight stick that works with it natively oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh I died like just just like lifting off and like flying around space I couldn't like i couldn't process it i tried it was, i tried it, it, it at amazing. pax
4: i tried i tried <laughs> a uh indie game at pax and it was a it was a flight simulator and i was fighting on on this it wasn't a HOTAS, task but it was a it was a control stick um a game three sixty 360 gamepad and i was like wow this is it, it i was instant instantly a believer just like i was just, wow this is Great. This is so, so great. I'm going to buy one of these when the the consumer product comes out. I I, I don't want to buy a diff kit right now. I guess
0: it's kind of anticlimactic now that Elite Dangerous finally came out. I was at your house last week and you were trying to get track IR to work and... I oh. can just like hear the disappointment now of like this is what we have to settle with oh, until yeah, yeah. until Our the Oculus program. finally comes out. Yeah. Yeah, with your webcam and your cell phone that you were like balancing on top of your headphones.
4: <laughs> so so basically there's there's multiple ways for you to um, yeah. get head so tracking in a game there's and one of them a were a lot like, of cool um, stuff
2: in the Yeah.
4: In, in the open source. So, it, you know, you could balance an old phone on your head and it can use the, you know, the, the driver systems, you know, kind of balance everything out. Or you can use your webcam if it's a really good quality um, um, webcam and you could, you know, turn the exposure a little and and it, you'll be able to get like a nice, decent uh, smooth head tracking through that, but it has some limitations. You know, you have to uninstall other cameras that could be hooked up to your to your computer and stuff like that. There's always limitations because I don't want to spend 150 dollars for track IR because I you know I don't got money. First of all, I don't got money like that. First of all, first of all, <laughs> and but let's, that's like half the way to the Oculus Rift. That's like I might as well get the Oculus Rift. So I just might as well just wait. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they actually one thing they had at the show that was pretty interesting was they had uh, a webcam free peripheral for the latest release of the Oculus Rift dev kit um, where you could use like this chick uh, on the verge. She was like using uh, she's was was doing this lightsaber simulator and it's just like these two. They look like nunchucks that you hold in your hand and they have like maybe like six buttons on them and a joystick and there's a base that determines your sense and space and where you are. And it just sits behind you. I have no, like it's one of those like auto magical things that it just figures out where you are in your sense of space, like without needing a webcam. And I thought that that was really cool, especially for games where you might obviously idealistically, <laughs> uh, you might be able to like, do crazy movements in your living room don't picture it in your heads it's not attractive but nonetheless like you'd be able to do crazy movements and have that sort of uh one-to-one immersion that people want really badly that i'm not sure matters but still i wouldn't turn down
4: uh, uh, george did something like that uh george when you went to was a gdc yeah, uh, yeah, there was just pl- plate where you used the room around you to uh turn it, into it a was virtual an, world. An
0: AR headset mm. where it used cameras that were looking outside of you um to trace the four corners of the room you were in to display like some other kind of textured cube around you. Oh, that's with, amazing. um It was. It was really, really cool. And I, I it was actually also kind of convincing <laughs> Like they uh, pressed a button and all of a sudden I was transported to some kind of horribly dark, depressing spaceship with zombies chasing after me. And (laughs) I was supposed to shoot them with a little razor hydra gun that was also being tracked by the same headset. So I could actually like put it up to my face and look down the iron sights of it. And I was really afraid of of hitting the other people in the room because I did I, I completely lost track of where I was in the room that's freaking cool see i was wondering
2: when someone was gonna try to do at least the equivalent of like daisy chaining a bunch of Kinects together because the Kinect, even the first iteration of the connect was really really interesting like for me my experience with it it was always able to map the walls of the room and the skeleton to my body well and i always wondered what would this be like if there were two or if there were like and if you
0: had a headset on right at the same time Yeah. So what 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 it did was it you got the four corners of the room and the ceiling height of those corners and um the the idea it, this thing's called the Sulan Cortex and it's it's really weird. I don't know if I should like get my hopes up or anything cuz it's a it's using the hardware processing power in your cell phone to display this environment. But the idea is that it procedurally generates some kind of gamey 3d environment based off of the dimensions of the room you want to play in. And I, I was amazed <laughs> at how they were able to do this. The first um, thing they did was make just a, a blue cube appear and, in, in the middle of the room that was uh, not necessarily an AR environment, they just kind of displayed what a camera feed of what I was looking at through the headset back to me, and it was a little wobbly. Like, you could tell you weren't looking at the same room through your own eyes, because you were just, like, having your eyes pressed up against the screen the camera was displaying against you, but once you walked into that cube with your actual feet... Um, everything changed into something far more video gamey which kind of helped suspend that disbelief um that's pretty cool so yeah there're there also a bunch of interesting oh i could go on for a while about it about like the design decisions of making things video gamey enough to create enough suspension of disbelief to get users immersed and uh, I, uh, I don't that's a whole topic yeah, in and of itself definitely. and for now we actually <laughs> we're going on too long about it and need <laughs> to take a quick break
3: Enter the unique world of virtual gameplay with Nintendo Virtual Boy. The first three-dimensional stereo immersive 32-bit video game system ever. Virtual Boy is so advanced it can't be viewed on conventional TV or LCD screens. Virtual Boy comes with the Mario's Tennis Game Pack. Featuring a three-dimensional court with depth that only Virtual Boy can deliver. Play singles or doubles in either one- or two-player mode. Nintendo Virtual Boy. A 3D game for a 3D world. He's the epitome of evil. And he's on the prowl in the
2: third dimension. It's Wario. The diabolical one has gone 3D, where evil runs deep and danger comes out of nowhere in the most incredible adventure ever seen on Virtual Boy. It's Wario Land, a 3D game for a 3D
3: world. Wait till they get a load of me!
0: Hello, and welcome back to the TOVG podcast. My name is George Weedman, And uh, actually, as we start getting into news here, there's a story that Satchel Drakes is particularly excited about. Yes, so... Or I guess <laughs> interested in it, at
2: least. Very much interested, even though there isn't too much to wrap our brains around in excitement the idea is uh is compelling enough so on the topic it's an announcement (laughs) yeah it's it's an announcement um on the topic of oculus rift and just how amazing vr is um recently um the peeps at oculus have essentially announced that there's going to be an oculus made control system and it's going to be shown quote sometime soon Uh, their statement is that We haven't showed anybody our early versions of VR input yet. Uh, We're excited to show something sometime soon, but we're not ready yet. And it will definitely change as we show it. Uh, We're going to show different things that will continue to improve. Uh, They think long term, everybody agrees that at some point uh, you'll want the lightest, smallest pair of glasses, etc., etc. But... um, and 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 that this is something that they're going to be iterating on over time um but that they're looking for a simplified input system likened to a gamepad um so i'm interested in seeing what this is going to be like we've seen some interesting innovative uh gamepad co- at, at, at the most like Renders from uh, what well, it, it's Steam like the, the Steam controller and that mm-hmm. and that that was really interesting and we had confirmation from Edmund McMillan, uh, the maker of Super Meat Boy, who said like he tried playing Super Meat Boy with it and it was it it it, it actually like worked. It, I guess there was a lot of there was a lot of skepticism around it because of the way the, the 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 there are no buttons essentially. It was like a it was like these two like round circles and stuff. So in our minds we have like this idea that. Uh, a simplified input system on a gamepad can look different than what we may know as a PlayStation controller and an Xbox controller. No. So,
0: Well, in the latest iteration of the Steam controllers, they actually added four like basic um, buttons really? to it. It's it's looking more and more like a regular gamepad the more they go along. Oh, that's
2: kind of disappointing. I, I'm curious to know how, how those how those worked originally. The, but.
0: The, the big two touchpads are still there. You just also have... For face, like it's basically the big two touchpads are where the two analog sticks shock. on an Xbox controller would be, okay. or a Dual Shock.
2: Okay, I see. Uh, I my 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 very general speculation is that whatever this thing ends up looking at with the buttons and the D pad equivalents that it has, I, I want to believe that. Su- I want to believe that what differentiates it from the commonplace gamepads is going to be in the ergonomics. It's going to be in it being versatile enough to be used as some sort of baton or conch type thing. Considering in a lot of these Oculus games, or at least the things that developers are working on at this stage, uh, involve interacting in an environment and needing something Mm -hmm. that's an extension of your hand
0: and uh, you saw this last year at GDC i'm wondering if they're going to be revealing more about the um this uh Oculus made controller at next GDC um well a lot of companies wanting to push motion controls along with VR like uh and in your Sony Morpheus demo you had uh, you didn't have a PlayStation controller you had a PlayStation Move for well, for two out of the three demos right. and um For like that thing I was blowing my mind over, which was the Sulon Cortex, I had a Razer Hydra in my hands, rather than any kind of traditional gamepad. And I'm expecting to see a lot of um, new motion control peripherals, or old, in in that case, actually, old motion control peripherals (laughs) that might not have done as well their first time out of the market have kind of a resurgence this time. Um, Do we know, is this controller being made by Oculus Yes. Yes. Is this, this is someone a, this else. Is an Oculus okay. made
2: uh, control system.
0: And, and again, the, like listeners, beware. We know literally nothing. Just that they're going to announce more soon. <laughs> right. They,
2: one thing. One thing they did append saying is, is that uh, we won't release a version with bad input it's something that we feel like breaks the experience uh we'd rather have a simplified input or gamepad input uh we haven't made that decision yet but we'd rather have something very dependable that is clearly not trying to be perfect vr input than something that's half baked so uh, it's a very media train response they're they're essentially saying like um Either it will ship with something solid or it won't ship with a controller at all. But it seems like the controller that they're building, they're planning on shipping it with the headset. <laughs> Which is interesting.
0: If it finally comes out next year, I can't wait. <laughs> I know. So
2: far, they're, they're running out of months. Back in September 2014, they said, oh, this is releasing to the consumers in months, comma, not years. Like, Whoa. quote, that's what they said. But uh, we're on month 10, right? <laughs> I don't know. We're-
0: Do you think the Facebook acquisition is speeding up that process or slowing it down? Like, are they beating, getting hit by feature creep now? Like, now they're announcing a controller as well?
2: Usually, usually being adopted by a public company will slow down the process of things. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it could actually go in the opposite direction and can keep things that the public company can't convic- convince their investors of in concept and never release at all um i i, I want to say that it really doesn't seem like it's the latter um but i'm so like a part of this like over enthusiastic like community here
0: <laughs> that like i what gave it away
3: know,
2: yeah that that like maybe i'm wrong and maybe this thing won't see the light of day like I, um, you know some people speculate VR is the new VR like it's still it's still like this, this eye candy thing that it can fully I, I don't
0: see how they couldn't at least have a really good first month with it like there is a level of consumer excitement over this thing that like reminds me a lot of when the Wii first came out. <laughs> right. And, and like, even if it does peter out later on, I still, there, there's so, like, it's even mainstream. Like, guys, friends I know who know nothing about video games still are really, really excited for when the Oculus Rift will eventually come right. out. And,
2: and here in New York, uh, when Interstellar came out, there was an Oculus Rift like theater off to the side it was like it was like this chair with like ropes and like you know all the fanfare like virtual reality you're getting gonna get a tank like it was like this crazy (laughs) like fanfare thing and you sit in like this this obviously like movie themed chair you put the oculus on and there was sort of like this interactive tour of the inside of the spaceship in the film i didn't watch the film but um when it (laughs) when when i saw that and I, i saw it there i was like Okay, so people are taking this thing somewhat seriously. At least the film industry is taking this thing seriously. It's not sort of like this insular like game community thing, but people are people are actively pursuing practical applications of it to the things that we mm-hmm. d- do or are oh, interested in every day.
0: There were um, VR demos of movies at GDC last year where they um, kind of – like run a panoramic camera through a set, and then when you sit down with the oh. headset and watch it, you can move your head around whatever mount the camera was on. That's solid. Yeah. I love seeing it's that. It's interesting. I love seeing that. <laughs> I mean, it's like, gimme is gimmicky as hell, but it's still a thing that exists that, that is cool and never
4: happened before. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit scared about the um, price. Um, especially with it, adding uh, controllers <laughs> and extra stuff with it. I, I'm a little scared it's going to get too out of reach. For for most people, well, well, I mean, for like that good first month, you at least
0: have flight simulators to play on the sticks you already have.
4: Well, well, yeah, I, you would think that they all had different bundles, like you know, with the Oculus Rift by itself instead of with a controller, because I usually controllers cost between fifty to sixty dollars brand new. So I I would yeah, see yeah. that 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 would add a lot. Like it, right now, it's three fifty for a DK two. Can you imagine it being four hundred instead of three hundred and fifty? You know, that's like a deal breaker for some people. Oh my gosh, that's like over a PS4. Why would the consumer really?
0: version be more yeah, it would, it expensive? It would be less. They would they would have to subsidize. Yeah. Uh, I think
4: it, a really long time ago,
0: like, oh god, the the Oculus Rift type has been around for so long at this point, but I think a really long time ago they were tossing around $300 I'm fine with that, which is still like high end but also
4: doable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's basically a
4: game console. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a Wii U right there. That's a Wii U. Yeah,
2: well, you know, Wii people, Wii U, people you may have not to get it in the game. same terms. They may say, "Oh, it's three hundred for permanent single player experiences." Or <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I do It's hard for me to like when we when we think about what's expensive and inexpensive. There, there's no global metric for that because I wouldn't group purchasing my computer with purchasing a car, right? So there's sort of like different things. And when I think about my purchase of an Oculus Rift, I don't necessarily group it with a console in a kind of way. I I don't know. Maybe I'd group it with a monitor. It's really hard for me to decide yeah. where i would because because
0: i mean isn't that what it is it's, it's just essentially a, monitor a monitor that yeah. you smack your face up close to yeah like
2: like when facebook first acquired uh oculus people were like oh yeah there's gonna be ads and everything and friends like no y'all it's it's a monitor it, It's a monitor. there's no software like wow <laughs> yeah
0: the software is actually open source so so anyone can can have their way with it
4: yeah <laughs> an ad will um, pop up for facebook
0: yeah <laughs> no an ad's not gonna pop yeah, up for facebook seems so like weird. It's that, it's why would that, they do that them? that, just... that
2: buzzfeed journalism though so
0: that's it <laughs> it's it's because it's because facebook wants a piece in the pie of something they think will do very well right. i guess anyways before like god i think i said it before the break like vr talk could go on forever and ever <clears throat> You know, some other thing that's cool happening these days, that's the news topic is the, the awesome it's games segwaying. done quick. Is, I'm, I'm sorry, is that yeah, your question? I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I just trying to segue out of something I deep down inside don't want to say. Seg- I am segueing out of necessity, and that's what it sounds like when that happens. That's great. Awesome games done quick. Have you guys been been watching some of these speedruns? Yes, I watch it every every year. Very, very high-level, intense gameplay for for a good cause. Did you guys see the Tetris Grandmaster run? (laughs) I did not
2: see that. Please tell
3: me about it. Okay.
0: Okay, you don't have to watch the whole thing. I I, I tweeted about it a while ago. Like, an hour and ten minutes into the video is when it starts to get interesting. Well, I mean, like, it's interesting. Well, I guess for most normal people, it's interesting watching uh, people play Tetris where where they're able to drop the blocks really fast. But I, on the other hand, that's how I play Tetris normally. (laughs) But anyways... There's a moment in this Tetris Grandmaster run where, um, the, the guy who's playing hits some kind of, um, s- score or skill or level ceiling where a credits roll is triggered. There is an end to this mode. It's not limitless marathon Tetris. There is a credits roll and an end to the game, but during the credits roll, the blocks that are falling are invisible. You can only see, like, the splashdown particle effect of them hitting the stack. And since he's also like playing the higher level grandmaster stuff, like the blocks are dropping instantly. So he has like four frames to decide which column he wants the next block to be in. And he doesn't know which block is falling besides the box at the top of the screen that says, which block is falling next. (laughs) So he basically like has to memorize the placement in his head of where, when and how, and what every single block he has dropped has been and like just work with just just like play tetris out of sheer memory Whoa, Jesus. like it's it since the <laughs> stack is invisible it was almost like he was playing it with his eyes closed like he had very little information to go by and was still able to to last and survive under these conditions for like a solid minute or so and it was it was amazing. <laughs> I think the the first comment underneath it said this reminds me of Daigo's S F three comeback. Dude, yeah. Damn.
3: Jeez. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like like just just a incredible display of of Kallus kinetic enthusiasm. mastery yeah. of a system. I yeah. just love
4: the crowd. They just go nuts. They're just like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all on the same page and you're at your computer like, yeah, they get it, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's it's
0: kind of surprising <laughs> how, how much more muted the crowd has been for this year's um, Awesome Games Done Quick. Like, they implemented some new rules. They are about very it.
2: sedated, yeah. It's like I <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's they, like they NPR podcast
0: this year. <laughs> <laughs> they implemented some new rules about about keeping the speedrunners oh focused because they didn't want them distracted by the audience. Because last year you had a few famous examples of that happening. Like that guy on the couch who kept like telling really awkward jokes about Toomba. And, and so this year they want little to no interaction between the speedrunners, the commenters, and the crowd. So everyone just kind of sees this like amazing display of guys playing invisible Tetras with their eyes closed, <laughs> and you hear it's golf golf (laughs) class it is golf (laughs) anyways i also really enjoyed the shovel knight run which had a live q a by the developer the shovel knight guys are really really fun they always have a great sense of humor they're always ready to like pick each other apart and make fun of one another um and and also uh, that was one of the games that i was surprised to see it's not totally broken yet Like, most of the tricks they were using, they passed it in an hour. It wasn't any, like, insane Ocarina of Time 18-minute speed run where they were able to glitch from the very beginning of the game to the very end of the game. It was mostly about just running through levels very, very... uh, very, very elegantly on one time on the first try. And and still, like, beating... I, I was just, like, surprised to see at least one of these games look like something... I might be able to do with practice. <laughs> right. Like a few days earlier, there was an Ocarina time, 18 minute speed run. Did you guys see that? J- uh, Jimmy was actually talking about it last week. He was watching it happening while we were podcasting and it looked like absolutely insane like it had a lot to do about hitting the void of a blue hell underneath the level at a perfect angle to teleport yourself into some other wildly different part of the game at the very last moment like he was playing on a on on the chinese version of the game oh my god because it's uh cuz there's um it's faster to scroll through it's the, the text like faster, the amount of right? space cuz a character yeah yeah room. the amount of space that the characters take up is less than in the other versions that's amazing.
3: Ah, see everyone <laughs> the fact that badly. Yeah.
0: know this
2: just <laughs> yeah that's awesome. at first i wondered why everyone would speedrun super mario i love watching speedruns of super mario 64 it's a small obsession and <laughs> and, and people always pick the japanese version but now i'm wondering why no one picks the chinese version cuz it would go even faster I don't know that that stuff is really cool. It, it's cool finding out just how deep some of these like communities get into, um, yeah. get into completing their games.
0: I I had I weirdly enjoyed the Star Wars Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2 speed run because it reminded me of how much how how liberal that game was about verticality, which is something people make a big deal about nowadays. Like with uh like Titanfall, a lot of the hype behind Titanfall and Far Cry Four talked about how vertical these levels were, and and it was incredible to see a game from 1997 with like the most blockiest primitive graphics have stacks and ramps of stuff just like extending way far in the sky that the speedrunner was was like ramping in and off of up and down it was fun oh satch i keep forgetting to ask you um
1: sorry to get totally off topic but i'm back (laughs) have you ever played a super mario 64 rom hack
2: a rom hack i feel like Like, you would enjoy like like, i've i've played a little bit of kaizo mario 64 it's impossible okay so you've seen (laughs) them at least yeah
1: (laughs) i well i'm like one of those people who grew up playing rom hacks and making them and like making mario fan games and stuff like that was my childhood um but i never knew you could edit mario 64 until uh, just like A couple years ago, I started seeing them and I was like, dude, I want to play a Mario 64 ROM hack. Yeah, I've only gotten into that and I've
2: gotten into the HD version of Super Mario 64, which frankly is... I don't know. No. <laughs> well, uh, that's just like
0: straight-up texture packs, Yeah, isn't yeah it's it? just
2: texture packs. Like the the, the like polygon count is the same. Like, it's,
0: And it looks weird when you see really sharp high-res yeah, yeah. textures does, on super-duper blocky N64 graphics. It straight-up looks Except for, have you Ocarina guys Ocarina seen... Was... Sorry, go ahead. There are, there's a good one for Ocarina of yeah. Time that is done in the style of Wind Waker that actually looks good. we <laughs> so, cool. There's a few, like select like Wii games in HD
1: are spectacular are like great. Twilight Mario Princess Galaxy, in HD yeah. I died yeah Twilight Princess was beautiful and yeah. Mario Galaxy was like it almost looked better than uh what was I going to compare it to I don't know it looked fantastic it looked like a Wii U game
0: Yeah, a lot of those, like, 6-gen level uh, games scale really well in HD resolutions. I don't know, I would argue almost any game does, but the thing about these texture packs is that it applies, a lot of the fans, like, choose to apply really, really, like, photorealistic, almost, textures to poly counts that just don't complete that illusion very well at all. I agree.
1: It's kind of sad with
0: the Wii in general, especially,
1: because, like, I don't know, like, the Wii, A lot of people said it was a good thing that the Wii had such limited graphics because that meant it was easier for developers to put out games on it because they didn't have to worry about the graphics. And as a result, right. we
0: got a bunch of shovelware that no one yeah, wanted to play after it came you out. and if you see
1: those games in HD, it's like, oh, it, it was so held back. Like, Twilight Princess, people can say anything they want about that game, but it has a very detailed art style that was
0: not done justice <laughs> by the Wii. <laughs> yeah. Playing Wind Waker in HD on an emulator, like... <laughs> Looks looks arguably preferentially better, depending on your personal preference, than the actual HD remake. Really? Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, because a lot of it was vector drawn. Like, oh, um, that's right. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: That's like like the, the colors have stayed really sharp. That's the corners true. have stayed really sharp after you after you blow yeah, it up because right. a lot of the effects are not actual um like flat textures getting blown up into HD. They're still yeah. I, vector drawn. I guess
2: the one thing that the Wii U version has at face value over that is they added a they did that we you thing with the blooms like they add a whole bunch of
0: blooms to everything like the lights just reflect everything <laughs> Nintendo Land has lots of blooms yeah. Um so let's see the the next thing on the docket is a long-term US study that has uh, another one of those studies that has found no link between violent video games and youth violence I guess keyword being violence not aggression like there's uh there's a lot of um conflicting bodies of of studies that I guess confuse a lot of people This was reported on by The Independent in the UK. It was a long-term Stetson University that uh, looked at movie violence from 1920 to 2005, um, correlated the amount of violence in movies over all of those years, and saw that throughout the mid-20th century, there was a correlation between the amount of movie violence and homicidal rates. But in the beginning and the end of the 20th century, that trend was reversed, (laughs) <laughs> and they also had a second part of the study looking at video game violence. And I guess the the one bullet point I have here says second study reveals a correlation between video consumption, video game violence, consumption and a decline in youth violence, which I, I guess would line up with their end of the 20th century uh, look at movie violence, because that's how that lines up, I guess, from the, the late 70s and onwards was the only real time video game video games have been around. And I like a, a lot of what these studies kind of mm-hmm. reinforce is that uh like the media narrative around blaming violent video games, oftentimes, I guess, kind of folds into a big problem you have with with media in general, and that they um overreport. Violence to the point where people think the world is getting more violent as it gets less violent. Right. Because, like, like, the spikes and falls between, like, actual real crime more have a greater correlation with, with whatever state the economy is in than, than how schlocky everyone's entertainment is getting. Whenever
1: mm-hmm. major news media attacks video games, whenever there's, like, a school shooting or something, I've just always thought it was silly because, if anything, they're more of a release than anything, like... It's pretty obvious that they don't. Cause- I would
2: I would take a step further in saying that it's always difficult for me to have these and re- to be honest, rarely does it really happen in everyday life. But it's very difficult for me to have conversations like these because it requires such a great level of condescension because because it, it, arguments like that are they're they're textbook straw man arguments that that right off of the premise that a medium of conveyance can be equated with a small handful of titles that That's are within true. it. And to pin yeah. to, to pin a particular genre of admittedly hyper-violent games onto the entire mode of conveyance through interactive through just through just through interactivity and software is so it's so asinine that it almost doesn't merit the conversation that people can't seem to let go of. It, it's, it's a modern day version of book burning essentially. Well,
1: you know, usually like- when I, when I say it's a release, I'm usually just talking about first person shooters. I mean, I don't, I didn't really clarify that, but oh yeah, of course. No, I'm not I mean, taking like like an anything that you're so. saying. Yeah. No. Yeah. And coming from someone who's almost primarily an art gamer who just like looks at indie games most of the time, it's not even something I like talking about, but right. Yeah
4: yeah well, I, 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 I guess i agree it's what it's, it's one of those things that brings up like that weird conversation with the mom every time right. you know like i was showing her the new place and all of a sudden i have this gigantic she sees this gigantic uh um GameStop stop GTA, yeah, gta five poster up cardboard cut yeah out. that i won <laughs> when i was picking up a game from GameStop, <laughs> and she was like is that grand theft auto uh-huh. Uh-huh. and you're just like what's oh, Grand Theft yeah. Auto <laughs> and I kindly move on with the conversation because you know the, you know that's my mom so she's gonna think it's that easy you know it doesn't matter that you know films have the same things it's a media right it, it, films have the same thing music has the same you know weird music as well where they right. tell you to kill you know there's lots of weird music out there you know right. you choose to listen to these things you choose to do what you gotta do but you know, I'm not gonna get in a conversation. Uh this feels weird and <laughs> icky. <laughs> yeah. It
1: feels
2: weird
4: well, and not the media, the media used to
1: target music before they targeted video yeah, games. Yeah, Exactly.
4: And comic books? Yeah. You remember comic books? Yeah. Same thing happened in comic oh, books. Oh yeah. my god. Same thing happened to I don't think they recovered from books. it. Well, I guess what this study
0: like also is looking at is, is the assertion of there being a direct effects correlation, which is a like there being a direct effect which in media studies refers to like a straight up monkey see monkey do interpretation of, of media consumption in youths where hmm. violent video games are directly affecting the violence of a youth. And like the science has been done over and over again, yet again, in this particular study that that's not how media consumption of violence works. And, and like, there's actually a lot more interesting, um, I guess, kind of places to go and arguments to make and studies to do about things like desensitization or um, like how it reflects pre-existing notions of how a society treats violence and stuff rather than it directly affecting the amount of violence a society engages in. Because like this, this study has found there's the correlation is is like. Rocky at best it goes up and down throughout the course of the entire history as as movie violence has gone up real life violence goes up in one particular decade not the next and that probably has more to do with the state of the economy. The the best thing you can do to prevent violence is probably give violent people a a a comfortable life that doesn't really like give them an excuse to lash out at anyone, right. you know? Right. No one's going to sell drugs if they have if they have a safe alternative steady job that that they don't have to take that risk for in comparison. Right. And, and there's actually Wait, were we no,
3: oh, you saying such? Oh, there's
1: just there's actually this really good YouTube video that tackles this. Um, it's it's by Jim Sterling, but it's a really old one. I think it's called Desensitized to Violence, but it's uh, one of the episodes of the Jimquisition. If if any of you are interested in this subject, like he tackles it so well in that video
3: mm-hmm I out.
0: try to get him on the show one time maybe oh, really? I don't know well, I wonder if he's gonna be at Mag essentially Fest.
1: he he showed us an actual suicide in that episode footage of a suicide
3: wait um, really yeah wow. and he talked okay, about how it like okay. disgusted
1: his audience and like terrified everyone and they complained and didn't want to let him show it and then he just shows a bunch of footage from call of duty and he's like I didn't have to get any clearance to show this and he just like he presents a lot of really good arguments
4: huh
2: uh, for this
3: situation. Say, this was back when Sandy Hook
1: happened.
2: I'd say even if... And I guess at this point it's just speculation, but even if they did find... uh a um even if they did even if they did find a direct correlation between violence and video games, we have in the same way that they can in the same way that they may or may not be able to find a correlation between film and violence and music and violence and comic books or novels and violence there's a proper actually not even really that much with novels like there's a proper rating system in place to protect the influence of. I don't know. I guess younger people or yeah. people who people who yeah. society would deem incapable of making their own decisions for like appropriate and inappropriate content, and it served. I don't know. It, I guess it, it sounds it sounds lofty to say it. Um, but it's true. It's served this country well for years now. Like for 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 years, I you you haven't you <laughs> unless, haven't been able to purchase Leland Right, you haven't been able to purchase a, an M game unless you're eighteen for a long time. Since I was in high school, you haven't been able to do it, that. It
0: depends on the retailer. Um, yeah, I worked at GameStop for me. It's been a... And- for me, it's been across
2: the board, and it's always been. There's always been like ID has always been a demanded thing for for the short amount of time. It was definitely only when spent-
0: when I was a kid, I got away with some shit.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I guess. Uh, well, that there nothing can be nothing can be said about that. I mean, I guess that's the equivalent of I don't know, like someone has the mom. So- you have the yeah, the like, mods as well get, they, getting they friendly with the it. store clerk at the liquor store like it, it's one of those but, things but, but yeah. it's still there <laughs> the, regu- the regulation <laughs> and, and is like, still there and that's what's and, and in the
0: usa i think the esrb rating system has like as you said worked as intended for like a good two decades now <laughs> exactly and and like compare that to australia where the rating system is is mandated by the government itself and not the industry and like they didn't have an equivalent of an m rating until like two years ago and this is why in the end of my 2014 recap like despite things happening like um gta 4 or 5 being taken out of shelves in australian target like i still said despite that that the video game market is freer than it has ever been because like compared to two years ago if you wanted to buy a grand theft auto in australia you would have to import it nowadays if you want to buy grand theft auto in australia like granted you can't buy it at target but you can buy it at literally any other store yeah yeah uh, it's just, anyways. <laughs> like like there's there's options. There's a free market. People have the freedom to decide what they want to do with this rating system and I think for the most part it works and that as it gets adopted in other markets, hopefully Australia soon, like <laughs> Europe has Peggy. I actually think I like uh like Peggy better. Numbers are easier to interpret for well, the mainstream well, well, consumer well. Than, than the letters yeah. maybe. I know, and, and yeah. it's uh it's fun hearing. What are the, what are the increments? Um, I've only heard twelve and eighteen. I don't know what the others I'm gonna look them up now. Uh you got three, seven, twelve, sixteen, and eighteen. Oh yeah, see they have a difference between sixteen and eighteen. This is what a lot That's of developers complain about, is the difference between a hard M and a soft M. Like the difference between like Saints Row and Silent Hill. Like one of them huh, is very I like that, yeah. Like, like Halo, for example, is a game that seems very strange to have an M rating. Right. And so I guess and in the European market it would be the sixteen, right, which is like their equivalent no of blood. the soft M yeah, rather. Right. Yeah. 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 Like 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 the PG thirteen versus PG rating. Like there wasn't a difference between those two until the early eighties. And uh I guess it kind of helped filmmakers better um have have a little more freedom to know which market they I don't know. That's like a weird argument in and of itself. Freedom to know which rating to to gear their stuff towards, but I've heard developers actually complain about how there's not a, another something between a T and an M.
4: Anyways,
0: <laughs> uh, in elsewhere in the world of game journalism, I know, my I know I'm segueing segway. like a champ right now. <laughs> You're usually uh, on point, Colin dude. Moriarty <laughs> I know but but right now I really have to pee so so my senses are um out of tune <clears throat> do you guys know who Greg Miller is yeah. at IGN He does a show called Up at noon and a lot of other um like live blogs and coverage video coverage on that site he is leaving IGN along with Colin Moriarty Nick Scarpino um to make a comedy. Mm, Sorry, I'm hiccuping because I'm excited to make a comedy podcast called Kind of Funny Games. They are supporting themselves on Patreon. Uh, Max Scoville has moved from Destructoid towards IGN to kind of fill in a hole that they left. And as a result, well, I don't even know, probably not as a result, but for some reason on the same day, Hamza Aziz, who's a CEO of Destructoid, one of the co-founders, resigned from Destructoid as well. So... They're moving from IGN to Patreon, or I guess things are a little more scary, but for now, I guess they're still making money. Like, they're getting $18,000 a month, which is, like, a lot for a Patreon. I guess the one thing to keep in mind is that they're going to be splitting it between the four of them. But uh, this has also sparked some some interesting discussions on the Twitter about, you know, the financial security of of going independent versus working for a boss. <laughs> um, right. Meanwhile, Destructoid is just kind of like, oh, kind of kind of pitiful right now they got they got jonathan holmes as the editor-in-chief but i mean there's just not a lot of star power on there right now anymore besides him which is sad because they released a really really entertaining fun um end of the year roundup by a supposedly anonymous developer have you have you guys seen this article what's this it was called 2014 Go Fuck yeah. Yourself, uh, huh. and um, well, I think I'm, I'm I'm looking it up right now to uh, make sure I'm getting that title right. Yeah, 2014 Colon Go Fuck Yourself by someone anonymous in the game industry who was published on Destructoid, and it's basically like this really really foul mouthed rant <laughs> about how bad 2014 sucks, while they keep showing pictures of the Iron Sheik looking angry at the oh, camera. I really want to see this? <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna paste it into the chat yeah, it's funny because
1: the video i'm working on right now is kind of like opposing all that because it's like celebrating all the horror games that did come out because that's generally mm-hmm. what i'm yeah, always which is at. like so i like funny like is bad
0: <laughs> as bad as the business and i guess like on another level like the culture has gotten in in video games this year i think the games were okay the indie <laughs> games were great like, Right, right. We had some really great indie games and some really like uh, uh, mediocre AAA games. But honestly, what's new?
1: Uh, I don't know if I'm just a hipster, but like I don't even take the mainstream industry seriously enough to judge the year by its releases. Like I, I yeah. just maybe Wait, it's counts, because I look what at indie counts? Games.
2: What counts as mainstream. Because well, I'm talking Wolf Among Us.
1: <laughs> I'm talking just like AAA release. Because that's that okay. seems to be how people judge. Like how good the year was is like what came out on the consoles. What you know. Things that get big buzz, I guess.
3: Speaking
0: sure. of of this year being a shitty year, depending on what numbers you want to look at and what games you want to look at, the Japanese console and handheld market is actually at a 24-year low, Ooh. which um, makes a lot of sense, I guess, for a lot of people who pay attention to that stuff. Like I hear a lot of testimonials from people who are in Japan about how they used to see PSPs on the subway trains all the time. And nowadays, of course, they see cell phones, right. and this is kind of happening in North America as well. I guess to a less extent because um, I don't know. I know a lot of people who have 3 dss yeah. you, you do or but you don't? At the same. You I do. I do. Okay. I do. Like almost everyone I know, except me, has has a 3ds. <laughs> I'll say on the and, on the sub. Look! Oh. At, look! Look at him laughing <laughs> yeah. over there
2: on the subway. I'm bound to see somebody like tapping away on a a 3ds or or like a or a vita or something like that but that's obviously an exception like in in most public places i wouldn't see handhelds um I, i almost wonder if it kind of went in a positive direction where i would rarely see people with video game handhelds like in the wild until smartphones now i see people playing a lot more games like on their way to whatever yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but 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 before, not necessarily so much, dude.
4: When I was on the subway, I saw this homeboy came came on the subway, pulled out a controller, attached it to his phone, and started gaming. Oh, is, oh yeah, he was well, so brazen well, like, I mean, too. He was so so full, on. On. yeah. He was full on emulators yeah, yeah, yeah. and all playing Super Mario. That's I how like, you do it. That's how you do that's
0: it. That's
2: great. Wait, so Atlanta, Atlanta has a subway <laughs> system?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, awesome yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Cool. Dude, mm-hmm. Do most people yeah. this is whoa crazy sidebar? No. Do most people no one commutes usually?
0: No, Atlanta is totally a car city. The subway system—it's kind of a plus sign, so it only goes to like f- four major extremities that follow the the interstates. Okay, and it, a lot of the people who live like in between those those four points are completely out of yeah, reach. Yeah, a lot of people okay.
4: use them. It
0: just sucks.
4: That's that's
0: basically what it is got it anyways (laughs) the japanese handheld gaming market is at the lowest it's been since 1992 um if you want to combine both software and hardware sales in total uh 1992 when did the game boy come out let's i think it was 89 (laughs) anyways um i suppose nowadays it's dominated most 1989. Whoa. Uh, was that Japanese? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Point is, uh, we have numbers now. Yes, it is. The Japanese handheld market, it's not doing super well. It still exists, but not super well. People aren't playing their PSPs or their DSs. They're playing their cell phones. Oh, no. At the same time, I'm like, it's still video games. I I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't feel bad but i also don't have a handheld well, do, so do i probably the statistics
2: shouldn't compare i guess you can't really compare japan to america well percentage wise you can compare japan to america like an all-time low meaning on a race on a ratio they're still more enthusiastic than americans or like americans are more embracing on a ratio of of gaming handhelds than japan
0: I bet all of these numbers, or I guess maybe not all of them, but the general percentage is, like, far lower in America. I bet there are way more people playing their cell phones, or North America. I bet there are way more people playing their cell phones than than any, like, legit gaming handheld console, even though they might sell a bunch. Because you got to keep in mind that the North American market is far, far larger than the Japanese market. Okay. You, even yeah. though, like it is kind of indicative of greater worldwide trends to some extent it's still there are just a lot less people to sell games sure. to in, in like Japan versus the entire continent of North America right, that, that's why I say ratio <laughs> yeah Whew. Um, is anyone looking
4: forward to The Witcher Witcher 3? yeah I, I haven't played it in my backlog but I'm still looking forward to it just like I was looking forward to part 2 but I still haven't played it <laughs> me neither and i want to
0: but
4: yeah
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i laughed because i thought you're gonna be like is anyone looking forward to the witcher and just
0: like total silence (laughs) (laughs) we were all reluctantly looking forward to it like matt was like yeah i guess i am but i still got to play number two and i'm like in the same exact boat i mean it's like gonna be a super duper long like 40 hour rpg i I gotta set
4: time for that shit a little bit longer than that too that's the thing. Maybe. Hey, it's an investment. Uh, Forty of hours time. is so long. Time That's a so work week. <laughs> uh. Exactly.
0: You have to. You have to pencil in a budget hit to play a game like this when you're an adult um but anyways the system requirements for witcher 3 have been announced very very early four months ahead of launch and they are nothing to laugh at (laughs) you are gonna need a geforce gtx 6600 or a 7870 i barely meet that i have a 7890 um six gigabytes of ram a year ago i didn't have that nowadays i have um 18 or 16 i don't fucking know it's just more than six (laughs) and your cpu is gonna have to be a core i5 2500k at 3.3 gigahertz and i don't even know if i meet that or not i have an i7 but it's clocked at 2.8 gigahertz
4: man Uh, look at these minimum specs I know. I know. Those minimum specs are are dangerous.
0: And you've seen footage, right? It didn't look like it looked good, but I don't know if it looked this good. Can the horses poop?
4: Because if the horse can't poop, then it's not good. It has to be Metal Gear. I don't know. I I, I seven. Dang. I I have that. That that's 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 like a that's a juicy bit of money right there. To just Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i have the requirements well the thing is but that's still a lot i i mean i wouldn't call my system expensive but when i bought it a year ago it, it was it was up there
0: i i hate how much ambiguity there is to having an i7 like i have an i7 but it's right. four years old yeah. and yeah, i the i7 i It feels really about
2: the processor
0: i know it feels really weird seeing some system requirements that just say like Intel i7 or greater but you also see requirements like this where it's an i5 something or other which like by the simple numbering scheme you would think would be lower tier than an i7 but it's not like there are i5s that are way way faster than my i7 exactly (laughs) how many
4: generations are there i think there are five five generations we're on the fifth one right yeah, I know, they, I don't there's know. quite there's quite a bit of generation. Uh, so I they it's weird that they don't clarify that in this thing. Yeah, I guess you can I tell by the numbers. I have a four, four. seven seventy k, and this is a three yeah, seven seventy k. Like like I mean, my I,
0: my four year old i seven is an i seven eight sixty. The one they're recommending here is an i seven three thousand seven hundred seventy. That's almost three thousand more i sevens than what
3: I, I
4: have. think that might be a uh, fourth generation. Yeah, so two years ago tech maybe i got it in 2011
0: and i have had really good luck with it actually a lot of cpu intensive games are running fine on my four-year-old i7 anyways i'm not looking forward to that like i'm like yeah i'm looking for fine i want to play video game but i don't want to I don't want to have it run like ass. Like, like the Evil Within is a game that runs like ass for some reason on my computer that feels like it shouldn't. There are way better looking games I can play at way better frame rates. Isn't that
4: strange? Yeah, it is. As, like, it's my computer's the same. Like, like, I'll
0: try to record some
1: simple two dimensional games sometimes, and it lags. Yeah. Um, but I can it's, record. It's like, just Bioshock a testament, in front it, and it's like.
0: I I was playing Elite. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite was optimized really was well. Playing... That's true.
1: That's true. And I, I've heard it's actually pretty easy to record. But still, like sometimes whenever it's a two dimensional game, I'm just like, what is wrong with my graphics card?
4: You were saying something. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, yeah. I was uh, I was playing Elite Dangerous and 60 FPS, all more than 60 FPS, all on Ultra, everything. Just easy, easy. I've never had that before. <laughs> never had to. To be fair, most of what it is rendering is literally empty yeah, space. Yeah, but it doesn't lag when you go into spaceports or when there's a lot of people around. Nothing like that. No, it like it just doesn't. Um, and spaceports, you you know, there's a lot of stuff going on compared to some games that don't look as impressive that they lag a little bit. Which is a little bit weird because you're in an open world. Like all this is open. It's not. I understand. It's just space, but still, it's it's all open. You can go anywhere you want. So um, there's no instance, should I say? All right. Well, anyways,
0: I hate to cut us off in the middle of a thought. I just really 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 have to go to the bathroom for some reason. <laughs> that that um, whole bladder thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's like the stuff that I eat is not staying in. Wow. Anyways, um i will see all of oh, you guys again next week Jimmy, cut that <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the audience would be that upset uh, if you ran away <laughs> for like five
0: minutes actually can can i run away for yeah. five minutes i'll be right back oh, yeah
2: great well, we can hold it down guys what's up what's going on in your lives <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just Dude, are we legit gonna be quiet
2: until <laughs> he comes back? That would be amazing. no, 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 no. <laughs> okay.
1: Like, I don't think it would, anyone would
2: care if somebody ran away,
3: <laughs> Dude, except for uh, being
2: silent now. <laughs> so, uh, are you still, uh, you still got that library gig? What are you doing right now?
1: Oh, um, wait, are we? Were you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you worked at a library it's pretty much for a while. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the same um, Yeah, I'm just like I've been like not sleeping Because I'm trying to reboot the channel And because of that I don't have much interesting to say Other than I've been playing a lot of games lately <laughs> Sure, sure More more so than usual And I've been watching all of your guys' work Because when I make videos I, I keep up with everyone's work So
2: <laughs> That's cool, dude 20,
4: 2015 yeah. is, the, is the year for you to uh, reboot everything? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I hope so. Because 2014, like, I accomplished a lot in that year, but I made, like, no videos. I made about five. Mm. Mm. Um, And I rebooted my channel at the beginning of 2014. And that's when I kind of adopted the whole horror theme. But, um, so, yeah, like, I made that intro and stuff, but I didn't really make a lot of games. I mean, videos.
2: I felt like I could have made more as well. Twenty fifteen. This this year, I'm definitely planning on. I, I don't have New Year's resolutions. This isn't a resolution, but this is definitely. by the end of this year, I want to be able to come at the end of this year and definitely uh, feel like I was a little bit more productive. It's not. A, it's not a matter of killing myself in a kind of way, but um, right. there were definitely moments where I had a couple of ideas and I kind of set them aside because I wanted to rest more. And rest is. Just So important. Well, your videos look uh, hard
1: to make, too. I mean, um, incredibly hard to make. I I imagine it takes a long time to put at least one of those like case studies together. I
2: I think even with the challenges I set aside, I still sort of took an easier path to getting a lot of things done. And I I would definitely like to to push myself a little bit harder within reason of just being healthy about working and, and finding time to do other things as well let let real life happen in front of me
4: <laughs> right you know? right all right I, I def twenty fifteen is definitely that uh i'm going hard for twenty fifteen to try to accomplish something yeah and uh yeah i could i i definitely feel it <laughs> i definitely feel you guys on that it's
1: funny how I kind of, like, my ambitions are sort of to be unhealthy, because that's the only way I ever make videos. <laughs> like, my channel's dead if I'm not, like, killing myself and not sleeping. Well,
2: there there is that element of, uh, you know, like, I think I think there's there's, like, this indelible line, right? Where you definitely might be interested in doing other things, you could think of other things that you could be doing, but you push yourself to do this one thing, and that's what makes... That w- that's what makes the effort really genuine. Like that that sacrifice of doing other things and instead like focusing on getting this particular video done or getting this yeah. particular point across, whatever stage of uh, of production you're in for it. So, I think there definitely is like an
0: element of pushback that's uh. there. Um, okay, I am back. Welcome back. <laughs> I feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> we, I'm glad we talked
1: about things.
0: Yeah. I okay. talked about you so so we talked about this year all right. uh okay
2: <laughs> oh my um, gosh like you're recovering
0: <laughs> I know I just have to wrap my mind around my 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 um. <laughs> this is
4: great this is good
0: yes we gotta wrap up cause uh I actually have a little bit of work to do that needs to get done at 9:30 like literally just updating a page on a website um so yeah uh where were we before we decided to cut for 5 minutes for me
3: to pee oh
1: i didn't realize we were cut wait really yeah that's why i freaked out when Satch asked me about the library cuz i was like nobody knows that <laughs> oh
2: wait wait <laughs> oh we're cut
1: oh yeah, you didn't know i thought oh,
2: that's what I you didn't said know that was the
0: and you were like, can we skip right, five minutes?
2: It's pretty entertaining, no, 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 no. too. No, that was a joke. I was saying Jimmy cut the fact that George is going on an exposition about his bowel movements.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, okay. <clears throat> like, literally, 30 seconds outro where we all say bye. Are we, yeah. are we, can we do that? Okay. okay. <laughs> we made the cut so entertaining, too. <laughs> now, why were we? we were I think so the thing, on it, like... I think the thing I said, I, I, wish, I, I wish I could hear it, but. There is no time. <clears throat> um, okay, <clears throat> I think I think the thing I said when when I I started talking about my bowel movements was <laughs> um. Well, I hate I hate to cut us off early, but we are running well over our time tonight. It was a lot of fun though. I will see all of you guys next week, and um until then, I hope you have a pleasant one. We will be having some more Q and A's to answer for next week, so uh, keep asking us weird questions on the forums, and we will give you weird answers. And keep an eye on those on those speed runs. on awesome games done quick—they're awesome. They're quick, and it's for a good cause. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we head out? Um, and... And... I agree. Be good, people. You agree? <laughs> See ya. Be good. Be good. Be good, people, and also be good people. Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 Goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.